Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Uh, tonight, I got a couple episodes that'll probably be dropping for everyone to enjoy. Um, three film reviews. Each episode will be about a specific movie, kind of like the Whiplash review. If you guys haven't tuned into that episode, be sure to check it out. Um, it's a couple episodes prior. Um, but this episode's going to be predicated to a movie that came out in 2011. It's called The Grey with Liam Neeson. And the director is Joe Carnahan, who did the new A-Team and another movie I can't remember, but not the best director, but this is his best film by far. It is surface level. You're going to be like, you know what? This is a Liam Neeson movie. (laughs) You know, he's a bambling guy that knows too much about a certain thing and... gets himself into some shit, that's an understatement for this movie. This movie actually is pretty creative in a sense where it's taking kind of like a generic plot line and adding layers to it where it's so deep. Um, This is my favorite Liam Neeson performance by far in any of his films, even Schindler's List. I, I know I've talked about this movie, um... A little bit on the show and on the podcast. So, I guess to give it more of a in-depth analysis and review. Um, I haven't seen it in a little while, but I've seen this movie so many times. Uh, I can kind of remember it like the back of my hand. And I still love it. Um, I'll read the back to summarize it for everyone here. And again, if you guys don't know this, I have a hard copy of every movie I talk about. Um... Just because I'm a kind of a collector, but also just a massive nerd with film. Um, Alright, I'll go ahead and summarize this movie by reading the back here. Liam Neeson stars as the unlikely hero Otway in this undeniably suspenseful and powerful survival adventure. After their plane crashes into the remote Alaskan wilderness, a roughneck group of oil drillers is forced to find a way back to civilization. As Otway leads the injured survivors through the brutal snow and ice, they are relentlessly tracked by a vicious pack of rogue wolves that will do anything to defend their territory. Adrenaline-fueled, action-packed, and loaded with some of the most intense and brutally realistic attack scenes ever filmed, The Grey is being hailed as a thriller you cannot... Oh, you can sink your teeth into, excuse me. I, uh, I, I agree with that. I think this movie sadly did get lost in time. It's a bit older now. It uh, didn't get any big awards or anything. It kind of kind of felt like a low-budget kind of movie, even though it wasn't. Uh, just very kind of out there. Uh, even for Liam Neeson, I feel like it was definitely a weirder role for him. But he um, generally took helm of the movie. He carried this movie. It was way more... Ah, gosh. Way more valuable than just a survival adventure movie. Um, A lot of religious ties into this and a ton of symbolism that will kind of just rock your world. Uh, One of my favorite things about this movie is that it's kind of based around um, Otway's character's um, past. His dad wrote a poem... And he talks about his father and extent in, in this movie and, you know, narration and stuff like that. 
but he goes on to describe a poem, and he talks about this poem in depth throughout the whole movie, referencing it. Um, no title, four lines, and it goes, Once more into the fray, into the last good fight I'll ever know, live and die on this day, live and die on this day. It kind of speaks exactly to that. The The movie kind of goes parallel with the meaning behind that. Um, the music in this is really good. It's consistent. It it's, it's almost monotone, but it's not really. It's like it matches with the vibe and the story. Um, thoroughly enjoyable regarding action. The performances by some of these actors are, are really good. Uh, James Badge Dale um, gives a nice cameo, and it, it, not even a cameo, he's, he's kind of a legitimate piece of the film, but not in it through its entirety by any means, but he plays an important role that kind of symbolizes and shows that Otway is the leader, the alpha of this pack of rogue humans. Um, the wolves and the humans go so, you know, perfect together in this. They're symbolic of each other. It's like a yin and yang kind of thing, and it's really awesome. Frank Grillo gives his best performance as Diaz. I love his character. Has a, t a tattoo on his neck that says "No Moss, No More." Uh, just a just a wild card in the film. I really enjoy the writing. It was deep and thoughtful. It wasn't just like, "Oh, good, good, you know, go get out of there, go, go, go," you know, just that you know one liner garbage. It uh, it actually you know it you could tell that there was legitimate thought put into this film on its layering of the symbolism, the analogies, and the metaphors throughout. Um, again, individual performances, James Badgedale, Frank Grillo, and Liam Neeson are just outstanding in this movie. If you've not seen this, it's a little old. Like I said, 2011 came out around that weird time of film, um, but definitely something you should watch. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. It was on Netflix for a good period. Um, now, but for the longest time, you know, growing up, this was genuinely my favorite favorite movie. Um, really, really deep, and you know, as a young as a young guy, I kind of connected to some of like the inner demons that Liam Neeson's character Otway was fighting. You know, like he, the beginning of the movie is just so good for for the pure fact alone that he's re legitimately reading a suicide letter. Um, in narration, and he's talking about how his wife left him, how he can't get her back, you know, what, why is this all happening to me, and there's no way out, I, I've, I, he, he says a line in the, in this letter that just fucking hits me differently, man, it's, he says, I imagine I move as the damned do, and that line just really hits, um, let me just say this, Liam Neeson in this, like, can I, I can't give him enough props, but he just, it was like, this was him, you know, like, it, it's like he wasn't even acting in this, and I love it, I love it, I love it, but, um, no, regarding the opening, when he was talking about, you know, literally all of the misdeeds and the unfortunate events and the, um, 
terrible things that I guess he's gone through and he's put people through. He, he's reading off in this letter. And, you know, after, you know, you can kind of hear the letter coming to a conclusion when he starts referencing the poem for the first time. He is walking out of the bar on the oil drill site and he sticks his hunting rifle in his mouth and he's about to kill himself. And what he hears in the distance makes him stop and change his mind. It was a wolf howling. Way far off, way far off, but he heard it. He needed to hear it, you know? And got up and he's like, I, you know, moved on. But, uh, no, Liam Neeson, he kind of plays this defeated, um, old Irish chap named Otway, uh, John Otway, and he, his job on this oil drill site is to hunt wolves. Like, not to hunt them, but to keep the drillers protected so he'll stand by on watch all day or, or night shift and um, he'll take down you know those beasts with a with, you know with a long range rifle um, while the oil driller workers are working on the pipelines and you know maybe if they're in a secluded location uh, he's out there just in case a, a wolf pack or a wolf is circling its prey and attempts to take out one of the human workers so he'll that's literally his job is to kill beasts um, and so when they plane crash and they realize oh shit we're pretty close to a wolf's den because these guys are acting very hyper aggressive uh, they already killed one of our guys they ate all the dead bodies or they were eating them and they run across these wolves and he lists out facts and he knows how to handle this situation and he takes helm to the best of his ability and diaz john diaz he's my favorite character of this movie for the pure fact alone of just this guy, played by Frank Grillo, by the way, if you don't know who Frank Grillo is, he's in Warriors, he's in Captain America Winter Soldier, he's in Captain America Civil War, he plays Skull Crusher. Um, he genuinely kind of takes this for me because it would kind of be how I would be in that situation. Like, his character was very aggressive, very. He was standoffish, he would push everyone away from him, make you hate him, because he was just fucking terrified. He was just terrified, and he didn't want to die, he was scared of death more than anything. And what you got to see through his development was that he was legitimately an Omega, he was an outcast that, at one point, or maybe never, but has the potential to be an Alpha. Um, and if you guys don't know what Omegas are, they're pretty much former Alphas that were outed by the pack, or their leader esque or dominant esque but they're just not meant to be a leader um and they kind of go side and side with the actual wolf pack him and otway do uh do butt heads throughout the entire movie in in good fashion though it's written and plotted out very well you attach and detach to some of these characters here and there but um genuinely one of my favorite movies of the past 25 years um, I think this is a movie that's going to fade into history a little bit, and it'll be forgotten, um, but not by the people that saw it, because there's a scene at the end of this movie, and I'm, you know, this is an in-depth review slash analysis, so expect spoilers here, but I hope that, you know, if you listen to this without watching, you know, maybe you guys are, are going to go watch and see for yourself, guys or girls, excuse me, guys or gals, um, but no, seriously, if you want to watch a very in-depth film that goes so deep on a man's journey that he kind of becomes lost along the way, 
and just shout out to the word lost me and Caden are very close to finishing the series expect that review slash recap up probably within a week or so um, that'll be a long episode we have six seasons to talk about but going back to the scene that I was just talking about in the gray there's a scene towards the end of the film where um, it's kind of like the all is lost moment you know you don't really know where the movie's going to take you from here it's the last 15 minutes of the film, what's happening, what what's going to go on here. I just saw all this happen. Um, he literally, Liam Neeson, he gets out of a freezing river after a very fucking traumatic scene. If you've not seen the scene I'm talking about, but you know exactly which one I'm talking about. And when you watch the movie, you'll definitely know which one I'm talking about. But there's a scene where someone is drowning, and it's very, very intense. If that is something that bugs you, I recommend not watching it. But after this scene where, you know, Oddway was literally trying to save this guy from drowning, and he dies in his arms, um, he crawls up onto a snowbank and a little, you know, tiny little island in the middle of, like, some rapids, and um, he's just crying out to God to hear him to give him an answer, show him a way, show him a path, anything. Begging for him to show him something of his, like, authenticity. He wants to just know God is real. He wants to know that there's a higher purpose to things. And genuinely, um, it just winds up with him saying, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And, you know, the, the ironic thing there is that... Uh, they were, you know, he was doing it on his own the entire time. In my personal uh, opinion, uh, a man decides his fate. A person decides their fate with choices of their actions and their deeds. Um, and I think that this is a great movie that showcases that because it shows this guy go on a journey that he never wanted nor expected, but did he honestly probably deserve it? With how he talked about how he moved as the damned do, uh, drinking himself to death, just killing beasts all day, he's lost purpose in life. And this sad series of unfortunate events kind of gave him purpose again in life, even if he didn't find out, uh, find the answers he was looking for with God, even if he wasn't able to find, you know, civilization again, because... Sadly, the entire time since the plane crash, the group of survivors were walking closer to the wolf's den instead of away. And if you know anything about wolves, um, they have a territorial kill, kill radius of over 300 miles, and there's a death radius of 30 miles. If there's anything in between you know, that 30-mile marker and their den, they will kill it at all costs. So they were walking right towards the den the entire time. So after he was begging to God to show him a way, show him a path, show him something real is what he says. Show me something real. He gets up, says, fuck it, I'll do it myself, and keeps walking. Where does he walk? Right to the wolf's den. And who's there? At the Alpha. And the Alpha calls his guys off, literally. Literally, not literally, like, with the fucking words, but he snarls and all the, you know, bitch wolves back off. And it's Otway and this fucking massive alpha wolf. And Otway does what he has to do. And um, 
if you watch to the very end, and I mean the very end of the credits, you'll see the scene to determine who you think the victor is there. I won't say anything about that scene because I kind of want to know if anyone actually watches it. And if you do watch this movie, and if you know if you like it or dislike it, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. You know, if you guys don't follow us or you know interact with us on social media, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports. We also have an email that you guys could easily you know hit us up at and give us suggestions and maybe even interact with the crew members a little bit if you're interested. It's uh, Tea Time four 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 at yahoo.com and maybe you guys want to hop on the pod sometimes or maybe our, our Tuesday night radio show there's plenty of options for us to be able to interact with you guys from all over the world and the country so if there's anything that we could be doing better we hope you guys are able to you know be be a, a loyal fan and tell us you know hey you're fucking up there or hey I really like that you know but we really appreciate you know just the just the base listeners out there you know it's a it, it means a lot to know that we're reaching um all, a lot of good people and we really uh we really do work hard and try and be consistent with producing content and being out there and you know trying to interact with you guys as much as possible bring you guys what you want and need to hear as much as possible because that's what the important thing is uh, that we're trying to make an authentic genuine product here and and it'll only get better over time but I'm going to go ahead and give a legitimate uh, out of 10 review here for the gray. Me personally, because it is a personal favorite, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. But because I know critically it's just an average film, my unbiased eyes and ears will tell me give it a 6.5, 7. But that's up, for, that's up to, to everyone out there listening to decide. If you guys want to go watch a really good movie, I really recommend this. The Grey, 2011 by Joe Carnahan. Very, very watchable. Very entertaining. Intense. And very layered. A lot of deep scenes in there that you really wouldn't expect Liam Neeson to be able to pull off. Again, shout out to Frank Grillo and James Badgedale with great cameos. And Frank Grillo with a great performance. Um, a couple other actors that have been in other things here and there in this film, but I don't know them by by heart, and I apologize to you. But if you were a part of this film, uh, the making of it or the performance aspect, you did a great job, and I really enjoy it uh, still to this day, almost almost 13 years later. So it's just one of those things where I hope this movie doesn't get lost in time, but I think it might. But if you are listening out there, you know, from across the pond, down south of the equator, who knows? Check out The Grey. It is really, really awesome. And I believe some of the shots were actually taken in Argentina. Obviously, the southernmost part. Um, same place. I think The Revenant was shot, if I'm not mistaken. They may have been shot in Uruguay, the, the shots in The Revenant. Which is another film I'd love to talk about at some point. But I've only seen it three times. I want to watch it again, and then I'll do a, a nice in-depth analysis. I love Tom Hardy in that film. I think it's a great story. But as far as The Grey, me personally, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10, but unbiased opinion, probably a 7. Great story, great analogies, symbolism, great acting, and just a gem. And if you enjoy gems like me, I, I, think, you'll, I think you'll check this film out and be thoroughly pleased. But I definitely recommend, if you have not watched The Grey with Liam Neeson, to check it out. 
Again, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports bringing you a nice little movie review. And if you guys enjoy these little shorter uh, episodes of just about you know a certain topic with one of us on, definitely let us know. And again, check our uh, social media platforms out and show some love. Again, y'all, have a great night and take care.